Hey guys, my name is Robbie Rawls and I'm helping with the music team here at Riverwalk Church. We would like to thank you for being a part of this online campus with us and we hope that to be able to connect with you and to grow with you through your journey. If you have any prayer requests or anything that you want to talk with us at all, please reach out to us at riverwalkchurch.com. We would love to be able to talk with you. And again, I hope you enjoy the service. Hey everyone, welcome to Riverwalk Church's online campus. I am so excited to see you here. And I want to just let you know, Merry Christmas, right? We are so close to Christmas. Uh, you can smell it, you can see it, you can sense it. And I cannot wait to celebrate Christmas with you. In the last two weeks, we started a, a Christmas series called Ghost of Christmas past and what we're doing is we're digging up some past issues past emotions uh, some mindsets that we have that we could be free this christmas season and we're continuing on today with that we talked two weeks ago about uh living offended and being free from that lifestyle that we're not offended easily that we're not offended easily, and that we're going to get over past offenses. Last week, we talked about shame and being free from the shame of our past. Two weeks ago, we said that life is too short and my calling is too big to live offended. Last week's main thought was, I'm not what I did, but rather I am who Christ says I am. And this week, we're going to talk about labels. Labels that people have put on us, labels that we put on ourselves, and how we get past that. So, so let's start with this. Let's talk about words. Words have power, right? Positive words are words that can create, that can heal, that can uplift, and that can shape us. Negative words are words that have the power to hurt us, to wound us, discourage us, and destroy us. You know, whoever had that old saying, the sticks and stones, right? You remember that? Said sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt. That's a lie, right? Like we understand that words cut deeply, that words affect our lives. And Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death. That it has the power to build us up and the power to destroy us. The power to give us life and energy and the power to drain us, right? And, and, and we look, and the more we hear words, the more we hear things being said over and over to us, it makes it hard to not believe it's true. The more we hear people say things about us, the harder it is for us not to believe what they are saying. Words have shaping power in our lives to shape the way we think to shape the way we see things, to shape the things and the way we think about ourselves. The true reality 
is that many of us struggle in the present because of labels and words that we have heard over and over in our past. I want to say that again. The true reality is that many of us struggle in the present because of the labels and words that we have heard over and over in our past. They stuck with us. And the issue is that that we have wrongly owned them, that we've heard these words being spoken over and over, and we start to believe it, and we start to own it, and it becomes a part of our identity. It becomes a who we think we are. And someone said something to you, and you internalized it, and it made you feel a certain way, and you have been carrying that label for years now. They said something that hurt, you took it in, and you've held on to it, and their mean response, their angry response towards you has been something that you have carried and held on to for years, and you have owned it as your identity, but today... We're going to learn how we can shake that off, how we can get rid of the labels and the negativity and these ideas that have shaped who we are now to live a free and happy life this Christmas season. Or maybe you did something in your past, something maybe horrible, and you can't shake the guilt and regret that you hold on to. You hold on to that label and you put it on yourself. You've done something in the past, right? We talked about this last week, that you are not what you've done, but you are who God's calling you to be. But you've done something in the past, something that you, you regret, something you're ashamed of, and you take that label and you put it on yourself, and you want everyone to know that you're a horrible person because of the things that you've done, and you've been carrying that guilt and that shame, and, and you just can't shake it. You don't know how to shake that off of you, right? And it's it's like this. We've heard something on the outside, but we believe it on the inside. Let's give a couple examples. Maybe some of you have been called lazy. Maybe someone has called you lazy in the past and you've bought into it. Maybe someone has called you average and that's just kind of troubled you. Maybe someone's called you insecure, hot-headed, overly sensitive, annoying, pathetic. But listen, let's listen at these for a moment. Maybe there's truth to some of these, right? Maybe you're not the most motivated person. Maybe you do have a little bit of a temper. And maybe... Maybe you could be a little annoying at times, right? But understand what's true about you now doesn't have to be true about you later. Okay, let's say that again. What's true about you now doesn't have to be true about you later. That God's power is bigger than your past. God's power is bigger than your present. Now let's look at a story right quick and and this may get a little deep because it's, it's kind of a troubling story about Jacob and his wife Leah and Rachel. This is a crazy story, okay? Jacob fell in love with a woman named Rachel. He sees her. 
and he just sees that she is the most beautiful woman he's ever saw in his life, right? Um, it actually says it this way, that Rachel had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Now his sister, or her sister, Leah, the Bible says, had weak eyes. Now, I don't know what that means, uh, but I, I would hope that I, for all of eternity on, would not be in a book um, known for having weak eyes. I, I don't know what that means, but 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 Jacob works up a, fa- a deal with, with her father. Now, Jacob works up a deal with Rachel's father to marry her. And, and, and he says that, hey, listen, work for seven years and you can marry my daughter, Rachel. So Jacob uh, works for seven years and it comes time to be married to, uh, to Rachel. But the father comes and says, hey, listen, and I don't want to get in details. You can read it for yourself. Uh, tricks him. And he ends up marrying Leah. And Jacob's confused, and, and the father goes, well, I can't, I can't marry off my second daughter before the first one gets married. So then Jacob says, well, what do I got to do? And the father says, you got to work with me for seven more years. So after the seven years, he finally gets to marry Rachel. And, and, and we look at this, and, and he has a lot of children with Leah and Rachel couldn't conceive. And so finally, she does conceive. And then she conceives again, but the second pregnancy wasn't good. Um, There was trouble. Genesis 35, verses 16 through 18 says, Rachel began to give birth and had great difficulties, and she was having great difficulty in childbirth. And the midwife said to her, don't despair, for you have another son. And she breathed her last, for she was dying, and she named her son Ben-Oni. But his father named him Benjamin. This is interesting. Rachel named her son one thing, but, but the father came and named it something, named him something different. And listen, naming a kid is interesting, to say the least, right? Some of you out there have have named probably more than one kid. Me and my wife have named three kids now. And um, what was always interesting was uh, when you find out you're pregnant, you go, hey, if it's a boy, it's going to be this. If it's a girl, it's going to be this. But, but, But maybe for you, like it was for us, for one of our kids, once we put the baby in our hand, we just felt like the name didn't stick, right? Uh, our third child, Jack, we, um, we waited till he was born to find out his gender, right? Uh, we already had two kids. We had a girl and a boy, so we knew it would be one of those options, right? So um, we had that covered, so we, we got... I don't know how loud that was be. So. Sorry about that. Hey, you're all right. Uh, we'll just start with, uh, okay, I'll just start back with Jack. I keep wanting to call him Zach now. 
second, right? So we were going to have our third child, Jack, and we already, we, we waited until he was born to find out his gender. We already had a boy, we already had a girl, so we said, let's just, let's just wait. And we went into the delivery uh, with him having one middle name. And then after delivery, when the family came back to see him, uh, he had a different middle name because once we put him in our arms, we just said, eh, that really didn't fit him, right? And uh, many of you have probably done the same things where you've planned a name and you said, if it's a girl, it's this, if it's a boy, it's this, but then you you see them and you hold them and you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this isn't a great name for the baby now and you change it. Because naming a baby is interesting. It's difficult. It's a, it's a name that they're going to have the rest of their life. Now, Rachel, with her dying breath, named her son Ben-Oni, son of my sorrow. Wouldn't that be an awesome name? Son of my sorrow. Wow, geez, Mom. Thanks for that wonderful name. And that Ben-Oni was true in the moment, right? And listen, I understand this is a very difficult conversation for a lot of us, but this is a very difficult thing for, for Rachel to go through, right? She'll, she'll never feed her child. She'll never get to see him walk. She'll never comfort him when he's sick. And, and Rachel, in this moment, wasn't the only one grieving. Jacob was crazy about his wife. He's worked 14 years to be able to marry her. He was madly in love with her, and he was willing to do whatever he could for her. It was his best friend. And now she wants to label their son, son of my sorrow. And Jacob doesn't like that. He loves his wife. He, 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 he's understanding towards his wife. But he just couldn't allow his son to live a life being called son of my sorrow. Because what's true now doesn't have to be true in the future. The labels you are giving in the past aren't the labels that you have to carry forever. And Jacob took what was and he named it something else. And today, I want you to take what the enemy is calling you and name it something else. Listen, Jacob was pretty experienced in this, in this, this area, right, uh, of renaming things. Jacob's name was called um, Jacob, which, which means deceiver. But he wrestles with God, and God changes his name to Israel, which means my God prevails. Jacob went from deceiver to my God prevails. And after Israel wrestles with God, he said, since we're renaming things, let's rename this place. Penel, and he call, which means face of 
God because he saw the face of God and lived. He said, don't just rename me God, but let's rename the place that we're at. Two times in scriptures, we see Jacob rename things. Jacob saw the value of renaming things from what they used to be to what they are now. Now listen, his wife calls their son, son of my sorrow. Jacob was grieving as well, but Jacob looked at his son and said, no, 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 we're calling him Benjamin, son of my right hand. The right hand represents blessing. When the father would, would announce, pronounce a blessing on their son, they would use their right hand. So what Jacob is saying is this is the son who is a blessing. Man, this is powerful. Listen, what other people are calling a curse, what other people are being negative about, about, listen, what, what, what other people are saying to you right now, you could call it a blessing. What other people are calling a curse, God is calling a blessing. Come on, this is for you. You are a blessing. What you're going through right now is a blessing. The battles that you're facing is a blessing. And God says to rename it. Name it something else. What the enemy meant for harm, I will find the good in. Listen, what the enemy is saying and using for harm, I will find the good in it. I want you to write this down. Get your phones. I want you to write this down. Put it down in there. You don't get to choose what comes into your life, but you do get to choose what you call it. You don't get to choose what comes into your life, but you do get to choose what you call it. Some of you call it son of my sorrow, but it's time that you call it the son of my right hand, the son of my blessing. Some of you call it a curse, but it's time you call it a blessing. Listen, the labels you have put on yourself, you've got to call it something else. Name it something else. The labels that people have put on you, name it something else. The labels that you have put on yourself, name it something else. Because God's power is bigger than your past. God's power is bigger than your present. God's power is bigger than your past. God's power is bigger than your present. And once, what once was true doesn't have to be true today. What was true about you yesterday doesn't have to be true about you today. If I could get personal for a moment, I want to share a, a story with you uh, from my past that involves shame and labels and and, and everything. I, um, I decided in high school that I wanted to be a youth pastor, and um, so I just put all my focus in on finding a way to, to, to get trained uh, to, to be a youth pastor, and my church 
offered a internship, and so I signed up for this internship. It was me and a handful of people, and and, and we started this internship together. And you know, um, it was it went longer than it, than, than it was planned because we had Hurricane Ivan at the time, and we had some tragedies that came into the church, and so it's kind of stretched this this internship out and. It was the first time we've ever done anything like this, so so we kind of took a while to get get the wheels rolling, and and so I, I was a bit in this internship, and then the second class joins in, and um, I think through the three four years they did this, it was probably twenty twenty five people who end up doing this internship, and um, I was the only one out of all those people to get kicked out of the internship. And, um, you know, it's kind of like a small seminary, basically. We're all working to become ministers and uh, church people and all this stuff, and, and I get kicked out. So my dream of becoming a youth pastor and, and doing ministry uh, kind of comes to this halt. And, um, and, and I'm left with this idea of, you know, what do I do now? But, but deeper than this, it was devastating. Um, there was a lot of guilt and shame, and there was embarrassment, and um, it, it literally took me several years to get past that, and, and now I can talk about the internship and kind of laugh about getting kicked out. It wasn't anything major, like, a, you know, wasn't, but what I did wasn't major, but it was good enough to get kicked out, right? So, um, it stuck with me, and I carried that shame and those labels, and I, I pursued getting my ministry license on my own, and I finished what I, the work I needed to get done on my own, and, and it stuck with me, and it hurt, and, and that label stuck with me for a, a long time, and I'm sitting there wondering, what, 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 what did I do? Like, what do I need to do? Like, I felt stuck. Um, I felt like I didn't belong anymore. And it, and it stuck with me for a long time. But, but somewhere along the line, I had to do exactly what I'm doing now and telling you about. I had to take that experience, and I had to name it something else. This idea of it being a time of embarrassment and shame and, and devastation, I had to look at it and say, no, no, this was a learning place. This was a growing place for me that I can learn from what I went through. I can, I can use this as a teacher to get me to where I'm going. And I had to get to a place where I didn't let that moment define me. That no longer am I what I was, but now I have made strides. I have pushed myself, and, and I, I'm still working every day to be the best person that I can be. And I've had to learn from moments like that in my past, that that being that moment of failure was not me being a failure, but it was a moment in failure that I can learn from and push through. And now I can name it something else. And it's easy for me to talk about. It's easy for me to, to share with you today because God has renamed that something else in my life life. And listen, you are not called 
to be normal. We're called to be something different. Even though I was the only one who was kicked out of the internships, I never let that stop me. And I'm still around all those people, and, and, and I'm seeing that I am no, no worse off, or I'm not, like, like God has used that to put me where I'm at today, and to get me where I'm at, and I had to name it something different. What the enemy used to stop me, God has used it to strengthen me. What the enemy used to stop me, God is using to strengthen me. And he's doing that in your life as well. So today, moving into Christmas season, we're working on naming it something different. You may look at yourself and say, but I'm insecure. But God says you're confident in Christ. Someone may say you're lazy, but you're motivated by a calling. You may look at yourself and say that I'm miserable, but the joy of the Lord is your strength today. You're forgiven. You're transformed. You're made new. You're loved. You're an overcomer. Right? You're not like Jacob. You're not a pretender. You're not undependable. You're not a loser. You're not a failure. God is naming it something else today. So you need to name it something different. And you may say that you're going through a tough season. But I want, to li- I want you to listen. You're conformed to the image of Christ. You may look at me and say, yeah, but I'm so alone right now. But right now you're drawing closer to Christ. It's by His strength. You may be resonating with me and saying that you're a failure, but you've learned so much. Listen. Don't get to choose what comes, but you do get to choose what you call it. You haven't been able to choose what's happened in your life over the last years, but today you get to choose to name it something else. And I want to talk to you as your pastor, and I want you to know that you're loved, you're cared for, you're an overcomer, you've been redeemed, you are Uh, what God is calling you to be. You are who God is calling you to be. You are what God is saying you are. The idea of believing the lies of your past, the lies of your present, your future, is going to be dependent on you renaming those areas in your life and allowing God to use them to strengthen you to empower you, to help you to overcome because you are a conqueror. You are an overachiever, right? You are what God has said about you. And you've got to embrace that label and not the labels of your past. So I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. And this is the last sermon in this series. So I hope that you watch all three of them and take them to heart because this Christmas season, I don't want you opening presents with a closed heart. I don't want you to be celebrating the birth of Jesus while having hate in your heart. Because this Christmas is going to be different. And the journey starts 
here. The journey starts now. Lord, I just love you and I thank you, God, that everyone watching this today, God, God, they may have labels of their past. They may have labels of their present. It may be labels from people who hurt them. It may be labels that they've put on themselves. But today, God, we name it something different. We name it something better. God, we name it what you're naming it. Because, God, these moments that were meant to stop us, you are using to help us to be better. God, these weren't moments to destroy us, but they were moments to teach us, Lord. And God, I pray that we embrace it. I, I pray we take it to heart. I pray that the Holy Spirit is working in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls to help us to know and to understand that we are overcomers today, Lord, and that we are who you're calling us to be. We are what you've called us, Lord. We are those thoughts that you think over us, Lord, and no longer will we allow these issues and moments in our lives to be sons of our sorrows, but they are today, God, sons of our blessing, God. They are sons of our right hand. They are blessings into our lives, Lord, that you have allowed them to happen in our lives, Lord, to strengthen us, to better us, and to help us to become who we need to be. God, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you all so much for watching today. Why don't you do us a favor and share this with someone who you feel like could really benefit from it, who may need to hear what, what we're saying. And if this is your first time joining the Riverwalk Church's online experience, uh, why don't you put in the comments where you're from. And if you need prayer or anything, message us uh, here on social media or go to riverwalkchurch.com. We love y'all so much. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that service. Thank you for joining us on our online campus. We hope to continue to connect with you each and every week. Again, if you have anything that you want to talk about, any prayer requests that you need, please feel free to reach out to us at riverwalkchurch.com. Again, thank you guys. We love you.